All right, we are live. What's up, fams? Kind of trying a different way of streaming at this time. Before, I kind of had uh, I had OBS tied in directly with Facebook. Now I'm kind of doing doing a little bit of a different way. It should work though. I got the audio equalized a little bit because I noticed the stream last night wasn't quite uh, wasn't quite loud enough. So get some tunes tunes going on here i figure what we're going to be doing here is wasting time until seven o'clock because seven o'clock is when the latest uh, episode of the expanse comes out and your boy needs to wait until then to get some food so we can sit down and watch the epicness that is the expanse for those of you that are not familiar with the expanse go out and watch it do you have amazon prime then go watch it. Don't even you don't even need to know what it's about. Like you just just sit down tonight and fire up Amazon Prime on your Roku or your Xbox or your smart TV, whatever you got. Sit down, open it up, go to the expanse and get it together and and watch it cuz it's it's really that good. I suppose I probably should explain what it is about because who's going to honestly take my opinion on anything? So basically, space. And I immediately lost half of the people that were even considering firing up this show. So space. And Earth is Earth. Mars is a red planet. It's also the fourth planet in the solar system. If you go back to your school, school education... Mars is a red planet that's being colonized. So mankind has gone out and seen fit to plop on another... Yeah, the sun is the sun. This is true. It's still the center of the universe in this show. Believe it or not, we haven't switched. Oh god, that just makes me want to talk about flat earthers and... Or how we're, we're how the, they think the earth is the center of the universe. Needless to say, so Mars is Mars. And... It's kind of like, uh, kind of like England and the uh, in America, you know. So I mean, you, you send people far away and to colonize another another area. It's hard to keep track of them, hard to keep them in line. So Mars kind of re rebels and uh, declares sovereignty from Earth. So now you've got Earth and Mars doing their own thing. Mars is a military superpower. They've got all all the good stuff, all the tech, all the all this and that. And Earth is, you know, old school and it's got all this aging stuff. And then you've got a third faction. The earth isn't flat, but it is hollow. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's there's lizard people that live down there. And I'm pretty sure there's lizard people that still live in the expanse. But you've got a third faction, too, which is people that live in the belt. So you've got the asteroid belt beyond Mars. We need to get uh, you mad back, man. All the superpower talk, dude. No kidding, man. We're, we're, going, we're going old school here. God, how long ago was that? Oh, man. So that must have been... 2012 2013 that we were doing that yeah man we used to rocket some call of duty call of duty was was our jam man black ops 2 how can you beat that god we had we had all the maps down to a t dude we were able to just get into the lobbies and just run run every lobby we got into that's crazy man yeah 10 years it's, it's unreal absolutely unreal but uh, yeah, so you got you got the belt in this show too. So you got Earth, Mars, and the belt, 
and the belt is basically people that are just living in the asteroids. And then you, basically it's just a whole bunch of, there's a lot of political drama there, there's a lot of intrigue, there's some sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi aspects. But the best part about The Expanse is that it follows uh, what they call Newtonian physics. We're gonna we're gonna get a little sciency here, so that means there's no like stuff that breaks physics. There's nothing that you know is theoretically impossible, like anti gravity and stuff like that. So they, it's 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 so accurate. It's so good. It's uh it's fantastic. So they're on their fifth season, fifth season I think now, fourth or fifth season. I don't even remember because I'm I'm just that out of it right now. It's been a long day at work. So, highly recommend it. Get on Amazon, watch it, enjoy it. Um, if you're a lady, there's scantily clad men. If you're a dude, there's occasionally scantily clad women. So, what 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 do you have to what do you have to lose here? So that airs at, at midnight um, UTC, which means that it airs at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So we're just kind of hanging out here for a little bit. I'm gonna talk about whatever i don't even know dude it's colder than a witch's tit outside i don't know if anybody's been looked outside recently but it is cold and snowing and it's awful it's just trash i got back i got to my car and there it wasn't bad like my car wasn't covered with snow because it's it's light enough where it's just getting blown off but the roads are trash it's cold i hate it i'm just not a fan um i gotta figure out what i want to do for food and I understand that the way that I'm streaming here, I can actually post questions. And I don't know how that works. So I got my card open here. How does this work? So I can add responses? I don't know how this works. This is, this is, this is just weird to me. So those are questions. Food options for today. Search responses. I don't know. This is all new fandangled, new fandangled stuff to me. Oh, wait a minute. There we go. Uh, your public profile and message will be shared with this profile when used in this video. Oh, interesting. Dude, Chipotle sounds pretty key right now. I'm not even kidding, but I don't want to go all the way out to New Hartford. I don't know if you I don't know if you've looked outside, but it's pretty rough out there. And I mean, I've I've gone to Chipotle in worse weather for less of a reason. But dude, there was one time with my ex, we we decided to go to Chipotle in this beat up old GMC Jimmy with threw the kid in the back and went out in the middle of a blizzard to go to Chipotle, and that was not a wise decision because it was rough out. But Chipotle is pretty legit. I really don't understand how this, this question thing works. I wonder what happens if I put testing here. That doesn't tell me anything. Okay, so that doesn't work. Apparently there's like a graphics thing that I can do. I don't even know. See this whole, you know, this whole Facebook Facebook streaming thing is just uh, is just beyond me. But 
Chipotle is a good option. I'm kind of thinking about pizza because pizza is always a solid, a solid game plan. I mean, there's Domino's. Domino's is always a good option, and I know I'm gonna get some some boos and hisses from the peanut gallery out there about Domino's. But say what you want, Chipotle is good. Domino's is good. Even Moses, Moses is is on the list, and Qdoba, but Qdoba's at the top. And when it comes to pizza, it's kind of kind of iffy. Domino's is good because you've got like sandwiches, you've got chicken, you've got you know, different kinds of pizza. You've got your, your deep dish, you know, what a pan pizza. They got, you know, the regular, regular pies and you, you get points and the points are where it's at because the points you can, you can build up your points and get free food. So Domino's is where it's at. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Domino's is a solid option. Oh, there's polls here too. Uh, let's see. Test poll question option yes option no save let's see here activate poll oh dude sushi now we're talking oh man you're just you're just throwing too many too many options on the pile toby i don't know god you got you got a lot of a lot of good ideas. Chinese is kind of rough because around here, I mean, we've got we've got a few Chinese places, but I'm a sucker for a sweet and sour chicken, and the sweet and sour chicken from the from the mainstay Chinese place here just went downhill. Like, it feels like it was yesterday, but it was actually probably closer to like ten years ago. But like, sweet and sour chicken should be like light and fluffy and crunchy and like I don't know, well done. Not not well done. Like if it's well done like that's that's where things are bad because like sometimes their sweet and sour chicken is like biting into a stone like i went outside in the driveway and picked up a rock and popped it in my mouth and i was like yeah this is sweet and sour chicken so chinese is kind of iffy i mean we've got the chinese buffet that's pretty that's pretty legit but then it's a buffet and chinese buffets you can't help but be a little a little nervous where it's like i'm probably gonna get food poisoning I'm I'm fully aware that when I go when I go here to eat when I when I walk through these doors and I sit down and I get that first plate like I'm committed to the very real possibility that food poisoning is going to be in my future. But that's that's the gamble. That's that's the the dice you got to roll, my man. That's the dice you got to roll sometimes. So, uh we got the Chinese buffet, you've got Chinese number 1, you got there's a place downtown, there's a place out in Canastota. There's there's it's Chinese everywhere. It's just hard to say. Hard to say if I want to do Chinese or not. I mean, there's uh, there's the Pizza Pub. Pizza Pub is always a solid option. You gotta support your local businesses, ladies and gents. You gotta support your local businesses. You know, these chains, these chains just... I don't know. It's hard to say. Pizza, Chinese, sushi... Yeah, there's places at the casino too. Could hit up hit up uh, upstate something like that. Get some poutine in my life. I've done that before. Actually, I got two orders of poutine because I was I was expecting myself to be way hungrier than I was. So I got home with two things of poutine, and I got through the first one, and I was like, "Good lord, help me!" Did I finish the second one? For being honest, no, I didn't. 
you thought I was going to say yes because everybody thinks I'm an absolute fat ass. But no, I did not finish the second order of poutine. I got real close though. I mean, that's the, and that's really the key when it comes to you know you know watching your weight and everything like that too. You got to be willing to put pump the brakes. You got to be willing to say no to this plate of food that you have in front of you. Portion control is a real thing, guys. I'm not even messing around when I say that. Sometimes you just got to look at the plate in front of you and listen to your stomach and be like, if you eat this, you're going to be in pain. And you have to go into that with eyes wide open that if you finish this plate, you're going to be in pain afterwards. And that's okay. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's on the menu. But I got to figure it out because, you know, we got, we got less than an hour now. No results in the video. Hey, people are actually able to vote, vote now. That's kind of interesting. It says... Activate pulse so viewers can vote. So I don't know if that's even working. That'll be kind of interesting. So what... Can I do questions here? Um... Let's see here. So the card is open. Questions. These are all responses. Hmm. Okay, that might actually work. That's kind of interesting, needless to say. Don't mind me, guys. I'm still still figuring out how to work this new fandangled technology. I mean, it's not like I work in the IT industry or anything. What do I know? Nothing. Ugh. So yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rough outside. And the expanse is pretty legit. There was something, somebody told me something earlier today they wanted me to talk about on this movies maybe tv shows what have we been, what have we been watching lately i guess we'll we'll talk about that what have we been watching lately obviously the expanse um so that's uh that's on tuesday tuesday afternoons i just got finished watching you're the worst which was pretty solid pretty solid uh dramedy i guess is what, what you'd want to call it. it basically follows the story of uh a dude and a girl who are just awful, awful people to each other, to the people around them, just in general. And um, oddly enough, you end up being uh, kind of invested in their relationship, and it's it's pretty good, pretty good stuff. Get a lot of uh, a lot of um, I guess parallels drawn between some of the people I know, our senses of humor and stuff like that. Maybe we're not we're not the uh, the angels we claim to be. But that was pretty good. Pretty good show. That was five seasons. The ending knocked it out of the park. Like some shows, some shows like really stick the landing where they have like a well-defined beginning and end of the series and they've got a good ending and everything lines up and they, there's no, you know, um, threads that need to be tied up. Like there's nothing, nothing that needs to be done. Everything just ends on a real nice, solid note. And this was one of those shows. You're the worst. It was on Hulu, I believe. Obviously, your boy didn't watch it on Hulu. But um, I think that's where you can watch that. 
highly recommended. Speaking of shows that have horrible, horrible finales, let's talk about Game of Thrones for a second here. Now, I know some people just don't, they just don't have a critical eye on stuff like that. Stuff like that don't matter to them. Like, they're they're in it for the ride. They're, they, like, go to... They would go to an amusement park and ride the roller coaster, and the roller coaster could literally go in a flat circle, and they'd be happy because they're along for the ride. Like, there needs to be no excitement. There doesn't need to be any solid ending. There doesn't need to be, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Some people are like that. And that's not to say that one way is better or not, but I'm the type where I need, I need closure. I need closure. I need, I need a solid story. I need an interesting story. I need a solid ending. I need you know, all those storylines to be wrapped up in a nice tight bow at the end of it. I need to be satisfied with the ending. And if I'm not, it ruins the whole thing. So Game of Thrones, I mean, Game of Thrones had, was really solid up until season five, season six, something like that. But the ending, that last season, it was like, why, why would you reduce it from 10 episodes to seven? Why would you do that? Why are you gonna sell yourself short, that short? Like these are hour long episodes and I get it. Some of the, some of the later episodes were longer than an hour. They were like an hour and a half, something like that. But you're going to cut yourself short on episodes. You're also past the point of the books now. So all of George R. R. Martin's work is out the window and you're trusting these guys that have been doing a stellar job of adapting the book to TV, to screen, that they've been doing a great job of doing that. And now you're leaving it on them to come up with the rest that's just man it just absolutely like you could tell you could tell the point where they got to the end of you know george rr R. martin's creativity and now they were relying on their own because that's when the storylines started getting bad and that last season was just like completely i don't know man it was just like anticlimactic i guess is the best way to put it it was anticlimactic it's like Jon Snow, Jon Snow just, Daenerys, it's been, a, it's been a long time, it's been a long time since I've gone through and rewatched Game of Thrones, I watched the finale once, and that was all it took, that was literally all it took, I watched it and I was like, well I'm done, I would have, I would have ranked Game of Thrones easy a 9 or 10 out of 10, up until season 5. After that, it progressively just got worse and worse and worse. And that last season honestly ruined it for me. It's like I can't, I, I don't even have any desire to go from the beginning and rewatch the whole thing because I know where it, I know where it ends up. I know where it leads to. Like I know the, the agonizing, painful ending of that series and I just don't want to go through it again. I just don't want to go there. So Game of Thrones kind of, kind of was rough. Um... What other shows have ended on a solid note? I mean, Breaking Bad, obviously. It's been a long time since I've gone through Breaking Bad, but the ending from that was really good. Um, see, now now I'm going to force myself to open up Tracked and look at some of the stuff I've I've watched recently. I watch a lot of random stuff. Like, let's, let's be honest for just two seconds. Um... WandaVision, that's another new one that just came out. I don't know all you Marvel Marvel fans out there, out in uh out in Facebook land. But WandaVision is a Marvel Marvel series following Wanda Maximoff and Vision. And I don't know how I feel about the first two episodes. 
like going back old school like 50s 60s 70s sitcoms like that kind of stuff just don't do it for me but i'm i'm writing it out because the third the third episode was really good the third episode opened up a lot of a lot of interesting interesting possibilities i guess maybe not possibilities but questions uh i like where it's going and obviously i'm going to write it out because i love marvel um honestly the the best cinematic experience i've ever had was you know infinity war and endgame um those two movies as a double feature watching those back to back that's going to be some of the best the best movie experience that you're ever going to have and the, and the crazy part with the mcu is that you know they had so much so much time and so many movies to flesh out these characters like you hop into infinity war you don't there's no character building there doesn't need to be any character building you know who tony stark is you know who captain america is you know these people because you've been seeing them for 10 years yeah man iron man came out in 2008 and if that doesn't boggle your mind that it's been we're going on 13 years since that movie came out like oh my god so the mcu really really is like the epitome of of where movies can go and where where i think we're where we're going to be going in the future like we're going to see more i more attempts at doing that i mean you can already see it with dc you can see dc trying really hard to emulate mcu's uh, success with that but dc just keeps tripping over themselves or i don't even understand like it's really bizarre what's go what goes on with dc like wonder woman knocked it out of the park wonder woman was a great film you know it, it was a good origin story it was a good conclusion the action scenes were good the story was good the the themes and you know all all the points of the movie made sense and were good it was probably one of dc's best films um but then you get into something like wonder woman 84 and you know this this kind of goes back to what i was saying about people with a critical eye like some people are along for the ride if there's a shitload of stuff going on on the screen where they can't even keep track of what's happening or the story is moving so fast that they can't tell what what what's going on in front of them they might love it because their brain just can't keep up but then you've got some people myself included where you get you're watching this movie and you're thinking critically about things and you're like well that doesn't make any sense well that doesn't make any sense and those moments take you out of it they take you out of the movie and when you get taken out of the movie it's really hard to get back into it and 84 was it, it was an okay film i'm not i'm not gonna say it was the best thing best thing that i've ever seen but it was it was just weak it was very weak the story was weak the themes were weak they kind of undid some of the um some of the theme building that they did in the first one where you know wonder woman she's diana she's strong character she's a strong character um she's independent she doesn't need she doesn't need no man to show her or help her or be there for her but then in 84 mild spoiler alert that stuff goes out the window and I don't know if it's intentional that it went out the window or whether they inadvertently sent put that stuff out the window, but out the window it went. So that kind of kind of took me out of the moment there. 
and that can kind of lead us into you know a lot of movies that that take you out of the moment um we really sh i really should dedicate a rant for star wars because anybody that knows me knows that star wars is my jam love star wars love everything having to do with star wars um I got a Star Wars tattoo. I've got the Star Wars posters. I've got everything. Star Wars. Star Wars is where is where is where it is at when it comes to um, movies and whatnot, fandoms, all that stuff. So when I heard that Episode Seven was coming out, Force Awakens the long anticipated follow-up to the first and second prequel or uh, sequel trilogies um i was through the roof i was through the roof i was wicked excited um the anticipation was crazy because it's like okay we haven't had we haven't had a star wars story uh star wars you know cinematic experience since revenge of the sith which was what 2005 i think that came out so at that point we were looking at like eight years, eight years since we had had a Star Wars movie, and I don't even know if my math is right on that. You know, now I'm kind of curious. When did Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, that was 2005, and The Force Awakens was 2013, 2015. So it was 10 years. Uh, so you're talking 10 years, 10 years between films. And when The Force Awakens came out, I had a lot of a lot of high hopes. But J.J. Abrams really knocked The Force Awakens out of the park, in my opinion, because after that long of a hiatus, and you're going in uncharted territory now, with the prequel trilogy, you already knew where you wound up. You know, we've already seen Star Wars and Empire and Return. We've already seen those three films, so we know where everybody ends up. We know what happens in those three films. So the prequels are what leads up to it. So you still, you it, and that's easy, easier story, story writing, I feel like, because now you have, you have a target to hit. So we know that, you know, Luke ends up here. We know Leia's here. We know where all these characters are at the beginning of, you know, episode four. So now we got to write, write the prequel. So that's a little easier. But when you start talking about sequel trilogies, now things get difficult because now it's like, you got to come up with a unique story. So you got to say, okay, this is all new. These are going to be new characters, you know, where we might get a little bit of backstory. We got to, obviously, we got to introduce our characters and flesh them out and, you know, give them some motivation and stuff like that. Um, so the sequel trilogies are going to be a little bit more difficult. So JJ really went about it in the right way where he just kind of mirrored episode four. I'll be completely honest. Like there's, you can't deny that episode seven was basically a rehash of episode four. So you've got good guys bad guys you've got gigantic you know planet destroying weapon that threatens the world you've got um apparently we lost apparently we lost feed there somehow somehow some way we lost feed but i guess we're back up and running now so um so the sequel trilogy was going to be a lot more challenging and i think jj handled that great with episode seven, but that, the way he did it was good. J.J. Abrams likes to, likes to leave threads kind of laying there to be picked up on later on. 
they call it like a like a hidden box hidden box method or something like that where there's like a little tiny all these little tiny boxes with um with storylines that lead different places that he doesn't really go extrapolate on and the whole point is to you know build upon those in the next films well the last jedi came out episode eight and that just put the kibosh to all of that the last jedi is unequivocally the worst star wars movie the absolute worst and again we'll, we're gonna go back to um we're gonna go back to what i was saying before about people with a cinematic mind or that you know wants to be entertained versus um people that look at it with critical with a critical eye um bear with me i'm just checking checking to see what happens here when we get disconnected if that just picks up where we left off or not i'm guessing it does um so the people that are just along for the ride that are just you know hopping on they want to have a good a good time watching a movie the last jedi is probably not that bad a lot of action a lot of uh you know you know oh look at me look at this um so i'm sure for some people that was a fine movie some people look at it and they say to themselves okay some of that might not make sense but all in all not a bad film and i agree when it comes down to it the last jedi was a solid movie for sure like you can't you can't fault the fault it on merits alone for being a movie being a star wars movie awful garbage throw it out redo it reshoot it just get rid of it um and there's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. And a lot of it is just like universe breaking stuff. Like we're, we're introducing things that com completely change the context of the previous movies. You've got the character assassination of Luke all in the name of subverting one's expectations. The director, Ryan Johnson, that's, that was his goal. His goal was to subvert everyone's expectations going into that movie there was a lot of uh, discussion about, you know, where all these questions that JJ proposed, all these questions, you know, about who Ray's parents are, um, who Snoke is, who all these characters are, like what this stuff means, how did Luke Skywalker's lightsaber wind up in Maz Katana's basement, all these questions. And did we get any resolution on any of them? No. Purposefully. Like, this was not like... Um, just hindsight, hindsight, you know, just forgot, forgot to address X, Y, Z. No, this was on purpose. Like th these, these changes and these decisions were made intentionally to go against what the, the true fan base wanted to see. And I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with that at all. Some of the stuff that they introduced in the last Jedi could totally change how the previous movies would have gone. Just one particular maneuver in particular. When I first saw it in theaters, that scene, I'm not going to really go into details because I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but that particular scene was amazing. It was well shot. It was momentous. The, the fact that, you know, all the sounds went completely mute, so you're sitting in silence watching the scene play out. It was amazing. 
amazingly shot, amazing concept, amazing fallout from from what that scene happened, you know, what happened in that scene. But the problem with it is what they did in that scene, what's stopping, what was stopping anybody from doing that in the first movie, in episode four? That would have changed the entire context of the first movie. All they would have had to do is take a capital ship and just do that to the Death Star. There it goes. Death Star gone. You don't need to shoot at the exhaust port. You don't gotta go fly, fly through the trench. You don't have to worry about Darth Vader because you can just do it. For, you can just show up real quick and away you go. It it ruins ruins the movie when it nullifies things that have been well established. So that that was just a disaster. That movie. I could go on. I could go on for days. I could go literally go on for days talking about the Last Jedi and lose my voice in the process. I hate it. I hate that movie. Um, and the the worst part is like Ryan Johnson is not a bad director, <clears throat> and I can say that because I I saw Knives Out. I I decided to give it a try. I don't like Ryan Johnson obviously because of that movie, and I almost didn't see Knives Out because of that. So I gave it a shot, and it was fantastic. It was so good. Knives Out was a great movie, but The Last Jedi, man, he must have gone into that with the mindset of, you know, screw the fans, or I'm I'm gonna stir up all this controversy with what I'm gonna do in this film. And he probably knew full well that some of the people that are watching it, that watch that movie, are gonna hate it. But he also probably had wanted to hedge his bets a little bit. And he was like, there's probably still going to be a decent number of people that think this is great. Like, he probably was looking at it logically and was like, there's going to be people on both both sides of the aisle. So as long as I get a decent, if, as long as I get like 50% of people think that it's okay and 50 people think it sucks, I consider that a win. Which sucks. Like, you shouldn't go go through a creative process like that, thinking to yourself... If half of the people hate hate what I'm doing and half of the people love it, I consider that a success. Like that's a pretty bad way of doing it. Like I, w I would be shooting for like, I don't know, 80, 20, 75, 25, something like that. Like, you know, where a good, significant, vast majority enjoyed what I did and only a few people didn't like it. But what do I know? I'm not a director. I'm not a cinematographer. I don't know any of that. That's just my opinion. But then after The Last Jedi, then I mean you've got um, The Rise of Skywalker. And The Rise of Skywalker follows that trend of just beating you over the head with non-stop stuff. Stuff just happening constantly. The, the scenes are so short and there's no resolution and they're not drawing anything out. They're just going from boom, 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 one thing to the next in that movie and it's hard to it's hard to keep track of for one you really got to be pay att paying attention if you get out of your seat and go make some popcorn or you know um you know break the seal or something like that you're gonna miss you're gonna miss so much and it's painful so the rise of skywalker suffers from the trying to fit too much in there and the reason for that is that J.J. Abrams came back. After the tremendous failure of The Last Jedi, they brought J.J. back. 
and obviously he had all these ideas <clears throat> in the very first film and now he's coming back for the very last film and what do you do like you he or clearly he would have had to have it in his head what he wanted to do with that first film and then Ryan Johnson pissed all over it and set it on fire and threw it threw it in the garbage can and then take it took it to the dump and then nuked the dump and you know shot it into the sun so what do you do you got to try to pick up the pieces so all those threads that you know JJ had laid down before that just got trampled on now you got to somehow salvage a, a coherent storyline for that last film and it was painful it was very painful um they they made decisions they brought brought character brought a character back that had no right coming back there was just there was just a lot wrong with and, it, and it's a letdown it truly it truly is a letdown for me um because of how much i love that entire series the entire star wars universe i mean i've played the games i've read the stories it's just it's just a very it's and it, that's coming back to you know my childhood like a few days ago i was hanging out with, uh, with a good friend of mine josh he uh i've been friends with josh since like kindergarten so i mean we're we're talking easily like 25 years that that he and i have been friends and star wars was like our bread and butter back when we were kids like we had the star wars toys we had you know the uh the ships and the characters and you know we we knew the lore we knew the ships we knew we knew everything there was to know about everything and it was it was that and that was when we were like seven or eight you know so that that carries over you know that fandom for sure carries over you know into present day so we experienced the original the original movies and then we were also there for the prequels so when the prequels came out when um uh god when phantom menace came out like we were there we saw it in theaters so you know we've we've seen two-thirds of the star wars movies in theaters um with phantom menace and attack of the clones and revenge of the sith those three movies we we were there for it and at the time, I mean, we were young enough where we weren't looking at them with a critical eye. We were looking at them, you know, from a child's child's point of view, kid's point of view. And even, and th that carries over a little bit into adulthood. Like, yeah, the prequels are bad, but they're not sequel bad. Like, the sequels are bad, except for The Force Awakens. Force Awakens was good. So, I mean, Star Wars is Star Wars has been ingrained ingrained in culture for decades and it's also been ingrained in, you know, in all of nerddom for decades as well. So, when you see, you know, what happened with the last Jedi and and uh, Rise of Skywalker and you see what happened with those films, it's it's depressing. It's sad cuz you know, I wanted I wanted a more impressive ending to the Skywalker saga. I mean, Jesus, all the Skywalkers were dead in the last film. Luke was dead. Leia was dead. Like, I don't know. So, it's, um, it's kind of depressing, but it is what it is. I'll still have the prequel trilogy. I'll still have the, the, the regular trilogy. Um, and that's good enough. 
And then you've also got the Mandalorian now. I mean, that's that's another thing worth talking about. Mandalorian is knocking it out of the park. They're they're sticking the landing. They're they're crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. And they're crushing it in a way that you know the the last two Star Wars movies just never could. How crazy the last two Star Wars films are versus the Mandalorian. It's it's unbelievable. And uh, you know, and I think it's great that. Star Wars is still carrying, you know, this this immense fan base because it deserves it. I mean, that played a real significant part of my childhood for sure. And if you think about it, like, what are what are kids into nowadays? Video games. I mean, video games are great. I mean, I've had my fair share of video game, you know, getting into video games, playing video games, being obsessed with video games. I mean, Jesus, the uh, the Command & Conquer remaster blew my mind. And the soundtrack, the soundtrack for that for that game is just unbelievable. It was it was on the top of what I listened to last year was the soundtrack for, <clears throat> for a video game that came out in 94 that I used to play with my brother with a phone line hooked between our computers. <clears throat> so, Command & Conquer, I mean, I'm I'm no I'm definitely no stranger to the video game, to video games. I'm not really in it nowadays. And, and I don't know what it is. Like, it's just, it doesn't really carry all that much interest to me now. Um, like, I'll sit down and I'll try to play, I'll try to fire up a video game. I'll get, like, ten minutes into it and I'm like, well, I'm done. I'm over it. I'll watch people play. I mean, that's what Twitch is for. That's what YouTube is for. I mean, honestly, one of the, one of the best things to watch while I'm exercising at night is this guy playing playing an old school Command & Conquer game. Like, he, he plays it online competitively and I watch his videos and they're good length. They're like a half hour sometimes, 20 minutes, half hour, and that's perfect for, you know, getting on the exercise bike and crushing it for a little bit. So, I mean, for kids these days, what do they got, video games? Like, I think I think kids kids these days... I think we're relying a little bit too much on video games to to keep our kids intrigued. Like they should have a little bit more, I guess, uh, mind expanding experiences than just video games. I mean, video games are kind of, can be cut and dry. I mean, you can have some video games that have a really great story. Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy, fantastic story. We don't count Andromeda because Andromeda sucks, but. Some 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 video games, sure, they have a good story and they they can they can engross you, but for the most part, I mean, growing up as a kid, there really wasn't any video games or video games with stories anyway. Um, but movies movies were where it was at. Um, that's where you you know you get the Star Wars um, fandom, you get Marvel. I mean, those all started off as comic books, but now I mean you've got Marvel movies. So I think it's it's really doing doing kids a disservice not exposing them to that kind of stuff because that stuff is just it's it's crazy. And I mean the toy the toy industry for that kind of stuff is is equally crazy. So I mean yeah. I mean even back when I was back when I was a kid with with video games we didn't have we didn't have what we have today. The graphics the graphics weren't there. Uh, Command and Conquer was was where it was at for me. It was where it was at for me to the point where like I was taking cardboard and uh, masking tape and building stuff, building 
vehicles and tanks and stuff like that that were what I was seeing in the video games. Um, that's that's a thing that I'll, I'll never forget from my childhood was just like tearing through masking tape and, you know, serial cardboard boxes and doing stuff like that. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I feel like I've kind of really gone off on a tangent tonight. I really don't know. But, I mean, it's 6.30 now. Got about an, uh, about a half hour until the expanse drops, so I can watch that. I still don't know what I want to do for food. Pizza sounds like a pretty good option. But from where? I've got a coupon for Domino's, but I think I might hit my parents up for that tomorrow. See if they want to do pizza and use a coupon. Hmm. There's always... Eh, I don't want to do fast food. Fast food's rough. <clears throat> I mean, Wendy's. Wendy's is where it's at. We already talked about that yesterday. Wendy's is totally where it's at. Uh, so there's pizza. Don't want to go to Chipotle. Don't want to go out to New Hartford really at all. I want to stick, stick local, that's for sure. Hmm. Oh, that actually kind of brings up an interesting topic. The topic of pineapple on pizza. People are probably going to be bitching and moaning as soon as I say that. <clears throat> Pineapple on pizza is fantastic. So my go-to from Domino's is called the Fiery Hawaiian. So it can be either a regular regular or one of, the, one of their pan pizzas. But you get pepperoni, bacon, pineapple, jalapenos, and hot sauce. Change your life. Believe me, change your life. And usually if I go to the pub, usually that's just because they don't have jalapenos. Usually it's a uh, easy enough pepperoni, bacon, and uh, pineapple because they don't, they don't have hot sauce or jalapenos. So we can, de we can debate the merits of pineapple on pizza all day, all day long. Belongs on pizza. It does. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of running out of things to talk about. And we're, we're getting close to go time. I got to make an order and go get it and bring it back. And by the time I get back, it's ready to sit down and watch some TV. So, yeah, I should leave a, leave a comment on this if you uh, want me to continue or come up with a regular schedule anyway. Leave a comment with some ideas on what I should talk about next time. There was a little bit of that in this one. I think uh, somebody suggested that I talk about movies and TV shows, and I went on a massive tangent there <clears throat> on movies, movies in particular. But, uh, yeah, so leave a comment. Let me know what you think, and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Farewell.